0: I'm I'm blessed with divine health. This avalanche came upon me, and um, I just need your agreement tonight. I probably should have said it this morning, but I am getting better and better. And my commitment to you tonight, as in anywhere I'll go, I'm going to give 100%. But if you'll agree with me in faith, something supernatural will happen where everything that we need to do tonight will be done. And um, just if you're wondering, God is not trying to teach me anything except that sickness is from hell. (laughs) I'm serious. Do you know the only person that God put sickness on was Jesus? So every person in this room would never have to walk with sickness and disease. Think about it. Adam didn't come to earth with anything wrong with his body. Because God can't produce that. It only comes through the curse of sickness and disease. So, anyway, I'm done ranting a little bit, preaching to myself. But I know, by the grace of God, healing is ours. And um, I had to adjust myself, too, because I'm like, I usually move quickly past these things. But then there's this other side of walking this thing out where the enemy loves to get you. This is not just in the area of healing. He loves for you to be moved by what's not happening. And so he wants you to align when you pray and start believing God for certain things and, and you don't see quote-unquote anything happening. He wants your word to begin to align with that because it negates in the spirit realm what you've already received. What did Paul say? We're not moved by what we see. For the things that we see are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. That means there's an unseen realm that's supposed to transform everything in the seen realm. And what you cannot see defines everything that you see. I don't know if you've ever thought about that. An unseen God, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm feeling better and better as I say it, so I'm just gonna keep doing that. An unseen God speaks from his mind and he creates into the seen realm. Everything that you see was, came from an unseen realm, except the unseen realm is supposed to be way bigger than what you see with your natural eyes. You were not created to be governed by your natural senses and by every... Don't, don't, I don't know what I'm saying. Don't ever believe this lie that everything that's just happening in your life is the will of God. Right. Right. In case you haven't noticed, the world is not as God intends it to be. <laughs> and the only way it changes is that a seed from heaven comes and when that seed from heaven comes and it can only come in the hearts of men and women. God makes this statement in Genesis 1 that forever defines the dispensation that we're living in. And it's this. Over all the earth! From that moment forward, because he is so committed to his word, he cannot operate in the earth without human agreement. Even in Genesis 3, he doesn't step in and... uh, you know, like, I've always thought, like, you could have helped the brother out. <laughs> Eve is dialoguing with the devil, but he refuses to violate his word, and he already told him what to do. Subdue the earth. You're responsible for anything that comes contrary to it. So that's sermon number one. Um, we have some material back there. Uh i 'm really committed i, I, I don't i don 't like um, just visiting things in god i uh, I believe that we 're supposed to walk everything out that Jesus called us to walk in and that um, God has given us the ability to overcome everything in this world and so I try and produce things in people 's hands that can do that uh, this is probably our most recent thing it was a One day, probably 12-hour teaching on uh, the gift of faith. Faith is kind of important if you can't please God without it. Faith is the master key for everything you'll ever need in this life. And if you can't use the God kind of faith to get it, you don't need it. Oh, I know it's a good word. See, it's a good word even if you agree with it or not. No, I don't mean that to be funny, but here's one thing I've learned: the gospel's not true because it works for me. The gospel's just true. Right, 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 right. You know, you got a lot of this skepticism that exists in the body of Christ. You know, people. Are, yeah, I heard that before. You know, like, you need to get. You know, I'm telling you, if that is any part of your consciousness, just get delivered to that, because the enemy loves to operate in cynicism. I've heard that. I've done that. You know, there, there is a true. Move of God and outpouring in the earth. You know, I, I've had people tell me, it's it's now almost 20 years of walking this thing out by the grace of God. They're like, you still into that revival stuff? Yes. Because this is not a fad. This is actually the greatest time to be alive. Are there challenging things that happen? Yeah. Let me tell you too, it takes... It, to really walk out what God intends for your life, you can't be a sissy. I don't mean that in a, but because, like, sometimes people think like we're like you know those are the extreme people or you know there's real. Listen, to really walk this out, I've learned it costs you some things, and it takes a really bold person. It takes a really you know it takes a really bold person to move in a building like this. You want to see faith in operation? It's here. You're sitting in faith right now. You benefit from other people's breakthrough. That's right. That's so good. That's right. Like, it's not a wimpy person that moves into this building with no money and go, We're trusting God. No, it takes a, I'm serious, it takes a really bold person. When you're trusting God for certain things, and there are certain things you just don't understand, but you're going, I trust you, and I'm going to keep moving forward. Yep. That's a word for somebody tonight. <laughs> like, don't don't let that cynicism, disappointment thing come in. Don't let that, oh, I've, I've been doing this for three years. You know, I, got that, I get the same prophetic word every time I come. <laughs> Do you know what? That really encouraged me. Years ago, it really did. It didn't seem like anything was going in the direction, and God keeps telling me these things. And it, I would just call them these nuggets from heaven, sitting in the back of the room, minding my own business. Young man, young man, right here. <laughs> and I felt like I'm either, I'm either about to step into the fullness of my destiny or if I've completely lost my mind and need to be committed. <laughs> yeah, there was disappointment. Yeah, there's things even still I don't understand. But you know what I learned? You can't give up. Like, I just got to the place one day, like, what am I going to do, give up? Hell's got nothing for me. And I don't like hanging out with mediocre people. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I, I don't understand I know it's not you because you're here on a New Year's night. I don't understand people who are happy. I'm not saying happy, I'm happy, or, or content. I don't understand people who are satisfied with what they're living right now. Yeah, I, I gotta, I'm part of a church. You know, I'm in a home group. It's nice. And my pastor's really good. And, you know, if you would ask them, they would like everything just like it is now. They're good. Right. As long as their kids serve the Lord. You know, as long as they, you know, they retire nice, they're good. You were not born for good. You were born to make an imprint on the earth where the earth was never the same. And there's a drive and there's a, like, it's not in your own strength because trying to do that thing, but you just realize you can't. But it's like this wind that pushes me every day. I don't know how many meetings I'm in. 300, 400 meetings a year. And I always try and keep in mind, it's not just a normal day. Because you're God. What do you want to do today? I feel better already. And then uh, you should really buy Ruth's book, it's about her testimony. I really love reading people's journeys. Um, Do you know what um, I've learned is that it's really important to tell people your whole story because sometimes they just see the fruit and the strength or the blessing that you get to walk in and they just think, oh, they've had a great life. And they're really, most people I know that are doing significant things for the kingdom of God, they've had a few limps along the way. I'm not saying we're defined by them, and I'm not saying that God designed all of them. I just know that the difficulty does something in the inner man that will allow you to go into this thing for the long haul. Years ago, I remember the Lord spoke to me, He said to me, he said, um, you know, because I was telling him about all the stuff he should be doing for me. No, I was being really, you said this, you said this, not happening, you you know. You're prophetic, I didn't understand seasons, you know. And he said, I didn't bring you into the wilderness to destroy you, but to teach you how to live in an oasis and to be content in every season. And so I've learned and continue to learn that no matter what season I end, I will choose to be content because that's an inward reality. Yeah. Yeah. The kingdom is an inward reality. And so it's, you should, this feels really good. Uh, you should buy her book. I'm gonna um, attempt to share some things that the Lord has just uh, uh, given me for 2018. And we know it's, uh, God operates, you know, it's not like uh, in heaven tonight at noon Eastern time. They're going, man, it's 2018. God operates more in seasons. And so we're emphasizing more this is a seasonal word. And um, I don't know how in depth I'll get into it, but um, we should... This week, have it available on our website. All right. If you would just lift your hands. Father, thank you that tonight I am in a gathering with warriors. And so we bless your warriors. I say to you that you are a David even though you don't know it. I say for one one or two of you who've made some poor choices this year that God is causing all things to work for your certain good. Lord, thank you that we get to gather with your people to enter into this new year. Thank you, Lord, that some are going to even experience visitations from you. Thank you, Lord, for some. 2018 is going to be a year of divine acceleration. Lord, thank you for giving people ears to hear and eyes to see. Lord, I need your help. Thank you because your angel's here with me. Thank you for the privilege of opening up your word tonight. Thank you for the privilege of being in Lynchburg, Virginia. Lord, thank you for the gift you gave us in Jerry Falwell. We just honor that life that was given for you. Glorify your son tonight, God. Glorify your son tonight. Let Jesus be honored. Let miracles take place. Let all the gifts of the spirit be in operation. Let there be impartation, transformation. And Lord, thank you that we get get to be alive during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Joanna, I keep seeing um, just a greater and greater prophetic grace fall upon your life. And it's going to come through, I believe, mystical encounters, encounters that you've never had. There's a mystical aspect of the inheritance that God has for you that you've yet to step into. And the enemy try to stop part of your God-given inheritance through some of the roots in your childhood. And the Lord says, I'm breaking off every restriction in this season to walk out the purpose of God. And the Lord says, Daughter, you're doing really well. But I want to bring you higher. I see like a roller coaster. I want to bring you higher and higher and higher into the purpose of God. Well, you'll say, I never thought God would bring me to this place. The Lord began to speak to me in uh, November and he said, I'm opening a door for my people into unprecedented glory. It's a glory that's yet to come into the earth. It's a glory meant to activate my people into operating the power and the gifts of the spirit as never before. I keep seeing mantles fall upon people to operate in the power of God as never before. Yeah. I want my people to move in the power of God as the prophets of old, in my power as a lifestyle. I desire the world system to tremble as my people release the word of the Lord because of the undeniable accuracy and authority that I will release to their mouths. This is a season in the earth earth in which I desire the words of my people to create realities that do not exist, but are my very desire for the earth in this season. This is a season of unprecedented power and glory in the earth. And I say to my people tonight that there is a grace, a grace on the prophetic ministry that is yet to come in the earth. But I say to you, there is a (coughs) two, excuse me, There's a two to three year window where I'm going to begin to elevate prophets, young prophets. Some have been hidden for many years, older prophets, and they will begin to release words into cities, regions, and nations that will actually define those cities and regions and nations in the coming years. So I say to you, contend to hear my voice, contend to speak my word. And the measure by which you honor my word in this season will define your fruitfulness in this season. Do you know what's really interesting? Is that when Jesus walked the earth, he would make these statements He would say, He who has ears, let him hear. Yet they all had ears, and yet they were all in the meeting. There's been something that the Lord has been doing in my heart probably for the last two years, and it's this, it's a learning to honor the word of the Lord. Because I've become more and more convinced that the measure by which I honor the word will be the measure that I produce for the Lord in the earth. And I've learned that even if I don't understand something fully, even if I can't grasp my mind around it, it's so <coughs> important, excuse me, that when you hear something, and I'm not suggesting everything that you hear is from the Lord, but when you hear something that you know is the Word of the Lord, whether corporately or for your life, you should make a conscious decision that's, that's, that, that does this. For me, I got to get Pentecostal. Remember last year, we were finishing the year New Year's conference, and I remember listening to one of the other speakers, and I said, that's the word of the Lord, and I do not want to let, let a moment go by without receiving that word. When revelation comes, what's revelation? Revealed knowledge, insight. Paul prayed that the spirit of wisdom and revelation would come. It doesn't go beyond the word of God, but it also teaches us a principle. There are things that you don't know right now that God wants to get over to you. And here's what I've learned about God. It's not his fault if you don't receive it. Now, he's really kind, and sometimes he'll tell you over and over again, but he's trying to get across something to you that will define your existence in the earth. Faith must grab revelation and say, let it be according to your word. Look at Hebrews 11 for a minute. I'm just kind of talking tonight. Hebrews 11 says this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I like that. Because every time I put my faith and trust God for something, it's already set into motion that it's going to happen for me. You should have said amen to that, but that's okay. Let me just show this out too. There is no such thing as blind faith. When you know God, there's nothing blind in it. The evidence of things hoped for, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. This is really, really important, this point right here from the writers of Hebrews. By faith, we understand. Most people want to have understanding of something and then put their faith into it. Biblically speaking, you put your faith usually in what God has spoken and then it causes you to understand. Look at the origins of how you got born again. I cannot understand that intellectually. And if you had an intellectual salvation, you will be defined by the intellect all the days of your life. That's why the enemy fights encounter, revelation, wisdom so much. Because it wants people to stay right here. Because if you can get talked into God, you can get talked out of God. So by faith, we understand. Now, I want to look at, and again, I'm just kind of talking, there's no... Rhythm, except just kind of the rhythm was God, God's doing. Look at Matthew 13. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Jesus, and I encourage you to read Matthew 13. Jesus spends extensive time teaching in Matthew 13 of what happens when the word comes. The life giving word of the kingdom was coming yet not everyone was perceiving it as God intended it to be received. And this is just part of it that I think will help us tonight. Therefore, this is Jesus explaining what happens when the word comes, and you'll notice that every time the word comes, There is always a challenge to the word, even if it produces what God intended it to produce. That's why I'm telling you. It takes a bold person to walk this out. And we live in a society where everybody wants things right away. Think about it. It's a little strange. We order food. We drive around and we want it. And I'm looking at some of you. Some of you get mad if it doesn't come right away. And I just, just me personally, it never looks like it does on the commercial. We have banks, so you don't have to walk in. Think about it. They wire you to get your needs met right away. Yet in the kingdom, most things start as a seed. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. Now, we just read that faith is what causes us to understand. So I don't think it's a distortion of the scripture there to say, now anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not wrap their faith around it. The wicked one comes and steals away what is sown. There's a reason I'm emphasizing this to you because the Lord told me to emphasize something tonight and it's this. There are places that God wants his people to go and God has opened the door and made all grace abound for them to go. But unless they change their thinking, unless they change their mindset, They are free to enter, but bound in their mind and unable to receive what God has for them. So no shame, no blame. I've been there. I encourage you to enter into this new season and take some time to evaluate your mindsets. For me, this has been a little bit of a challenge as a believer, because quite frankly, I like doing things the same. But I've learned with God, if you really want to walk with Him, it's always going, bump, 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 bump. And here's what I've learned too. If you don't change the way you think, the impossible is not possible for you. Mm -hmm. You can shout whatever you want. You can, praise the Lord, everybody, you know, all that religious stuff. But unless your thinking is truly changed, The impossible will not be possible for you. And this, to me, is a place of invitation from heaven for maturity for the people of God. Where we must go from beyond just hearing to receiving, to manifestation, To doing the impossible over and over and over again. What's your name? Yeah, you're the only one on the front row. Because it's an an alive church, but they act like Baptists. They all sit in the back. The Lord says, daughter, this is your turnaround year. The Lord says, I'm standing before you and I'm putting... Jesus is standing before you and he's putting his hand on your mind to shift the way you think. There are things that the Lord has for you in this season that as you shift and you've thought yourself unworthy to receive certain things from heaven and the Lord told me to tell, you know, I, love, I like saying that sometimes. The Lord told me to tell you. I feel real. Church of God in Christ right there. The Lord told me to tell you. He did. The Lord told me to tell you, I break you free tonight prophetically Thank you, Jesus. and the Lord says that you're an intercessor you've prayed people into the kingdom you've prayed people into the kingdom you, but the Lord says you've had faith for other people I need you to have faith for yourself because there are some things I'd like to do and break you through not just to break you through to visit but to actually live as a lifestyle Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. and the Lord says there was some sort of way the Lord spoke to you years ago and it was so clear that it was the Lord and it hasn't manifested. The Lord says don't, I'm restoring that promise to you in 2018. My desires tr- truly mark the calendar year of 2017 as one of great glory and power. 2018 is a year of great, great glory. Many of my people's eyes will be open to see a visible cloud of my glory. When my people gather, the cloud of my glory will be visible as a sign to my people that the glory, I love this, the glory of the previous generation will merge with the glory of a new season in which the old and the new will merge as one for the purposes of God to be established. This door that I'm opening for my people is a door to glory and power. New grace is being available to the saints of God to operate in the power of God as never before. I'm opening the door, (coughs) excuse me, In heaven, in certain cities, regions, and nations as never before, 2018 will be marked by an unprecedented outpouring of the Holy Spirit that will mark and remake the ground in the earth. The mark of my power and presence will come into the earth as never before to release my power and glory into the earth across continents, Reports will be given around the world of the work of my spirit around the world. Truly, you are living in a time of fresh outpouring and power in the nations of the earth. This is an indeed an unprecedented time of outpouring, harvest, and manifestation. You know, I, I, I'm not an expert, but... Um, the Lord brought me to 11 nations this year and I can truly say that there is a global work and outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I was just in India where they've had some challenging times with the current government and you know they vowed to make it Hindu. But I want to report that God is still moving powerfully and miraculously. The Lord so encouraged me Probably six or seven years ago, I was in a certain nation. And quite honestly, I was a little frustrated because I just had finished like a lunch or meeting with these leaders. And they were telling me everything that God couldn't do. So bad here. And I understand. Frustration can sink in sometimes. I understand frustration, but I refuse to give in to it. God can't, you know, nobody wants to, nobody wants to serve the Lord. <laughs> nobody wants to receive Jesus. And I remember I said, God, this is not right. And he said to me, he said, no place in the earth is ever left without the witness of my power. He goes, I got people everywhere. So also just get delivered to that thing that sometimes come upon prophetic people. I'm the only one, you know. No, no, there's a whole lot more. There's a whole lot more. You may not know them, but they're in the earth. Some of the greatest people that I've ever met, no one's ever known they met apostles planting thousands of churches. Nobody's ever heard of them. They've seen Jesus. They've seen the miraculous. They've, they are doing the works of Jesus. Don't let anyone, don't give in to propaganda that nothing is happening in the earth. It's religious propaganda that tries to bring despair to the people of God, that tries to get us to back up. This will, be, this will truly be a season and emergence of an apostolic company of people that will become global re- leaders in a global revival and even reformation of the church. Now is a time of reformation. Now is a time of greater glory. Now, <coughs> excuse me, is a time of a new wineskin of leadership in the earth. I'm going to connect leaders and ministries across the globe for the purpose of partnership, cross-pollination and release of of representation of unity into the world that has not been seen since the day of the birth of the church. One of the marks of the move of God is that my people must come together for the purposes of advancing the kingdom. This is a season in which I desire my people to get rid of judgment, strife, and gossip that has caused my people to live with dishonor and have not allowed them to access their divine inheritance. You know, one of the things that I'm continually learning as an American believer is this, that my opinion doesn't matter on everything. (laughs) And I've learned since I'm working on certain things. What do I mean working on some things? I got a destiny that I'm walking out. You want to you know how sometimes people's destinies are foiled? They allow a rattlesnake called gossip, strife. And it's very subtle. You know, you're walking along, doing the purpose of God, trusting God, walking at your destiny, and then somebody says something, and it's usually somebody close to you. They say something, I don't really who who you think you are. You ain't get better than us? Why have you been in church all weekend? Can't you come spend some time with family? And what that is, is you have to recognize those moments as that rattlesnake called strife, time to get into your boat called destiny. Not saying it feels good, but hey, Jesus had people who said things bad about it. I remember one time I went into a meeting. I just had a meeting with leaders. Was, I think I was overseas somewhere. And there was something not right happening. It was not right. And I said to the Lord, This is not right. Now I've got to minister to these miserable people. No, that's what I was thinking. I'm being very honest. God and I are very honest. And he said to me, I always remember what he said to me. He said, "He said they said bad things about me and mistreated me. You think you're better than me? Mm. Yes, sir, I'll minister exactly as you'd minister tonight. <laughs> I'm serious, that helped me real good. <laughs> I'm telling you, that thing is so subtle sometimes. Little judgments you have. Little cases the enemy will help you build against other believers. Oh, Pastor Jeff didn't say hi to me. He doesn't care about me. I've been here five years at the church, and I came that night, and I did this, and I he can't even say hi to me? It's that subtle little fox that he tries to build that judgment in your heart against. Me, not you. Encourage you tonight, next few days. Just go, Lord, is there anyone I need to forgive? And sometimes what's happened is so painful that you really need God's help to forgive. I've had times where I said the prayer and the Lord will go, call that person. No, 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 no. <laughs> the devil is a liar remember one time he told me to call another leader. And I I actually said this, why would I do that? He goes, the reason you wouldn't do it is because you still have unforgiveness again. I said, no, I said the prayer. So you know what I did? Laid on the floor every morning for about five days. I said, I can't do this on my own. So you help me. I have good news for you to see that person today, give them up, and they never apologize to me. It's another thing. Some of you are waiting to forgive somebody until they say sorry to you. It's not how this thing works. You just have to forgive because that's who we are. It's a beautiful thing, too. It's You know, you know it's supernatural when somebody... And there's still, you know, I, I, I just say, sometimes I know when people are slandering me. Right. God bless you, good to see you. Right. And I know I'm in a good place. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing. Once you, for, I don't know why I'm saying this, but it's for somebody. Once you forgive them, don't let the enemy draw you into that trauma, that situation again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you're driving down the road and he reminds you of what they did to you four years ago. What's he trying to do? It's witchcraft. doesn't exist in the heart of God anymore because you've forgiven him, but he's trying to draw you into the trauma, the pain of what was said, whatever it was. It's a good way to end to the year, knowing I don't have anything against anyone. Good way of knowing if you need to forgive somebody is when that person comes to mind. What's your first thought? You guys together? The whole family? Really? You the dad? Children? That's a beautiful thing. God's hands on your family. There's a door into the presence, into the power of God for you guys this year as never before. There's been some disappointment in the last two years. But the Lord says, I'm going to cause all things to work for a certain good. And the Lord says, I'm going to lift off the reproach of the previous season. And I'm going to cause you to walk in a place of understanding my favor as never before. I don't know what this is, but there's... Just this angel Lord that's ministering to you tonight and he's releasing his peace to you. The Lord says, my gift to you tonight is that not everything's gonna change. Ho, Shabbat! But you're gonna enter into this next season with peace and grace, knowing that I'm causing all things to work for your certain good. And sir, Jesus is standing right in front of you and he's touching your ears tonight. He's touching your ears to hear. You're at a crossroads in your life. And the Lord says, I'm gonna give you swift understanding of the direction you're supposed to proceed in. And as you'll obey the Lord, I saw as you came into alignment with God, there was this breath and there was this wind that God released on your behalf. The Lord says, I'm really pleased with you. The Lord says, I didn't intend for those certain things to happen, but the Lord says, if you'll guard your heart, my promise is to restore way beyond everything the enemy's tried to steal from. Me. have a very unique grace upon the New England region of the United States. New England contains a very unique place in the heart of God. As 2018 commences, I will pour out my spirit in an unprecedented manner in the New England region. What used to be will merge with what I'm doing now to release an outpouring that has never before been seen. New England will be a model for what I'm doing in the United States of America. I will cause leaders to come together as never before in humility and openness to each other for the regional cause of the outpouring of my spirit. I am marking New England as never before in 2018, and my hand is upon New England. My grace is also upon the west coast of the United States. I will bring, in a unique way, apostolic leaders from streams together as one for the purpose of God. It's all like a, (coughs) excuse me, a net, That will gather apostles and prophets from the west coast for the purpose of equipping strategy and release to the word of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know we've gone a while, but just listen. This is this is exciting for me. 2018 will be marked as a year of unprecedented and brilliant revelation. Understanding of the timing and the seasons in which we live will be given to my people. Do not think it strange when certain world systems begin to fail on a repeated basis. But understand this, this is a season (coughs) for my people to lean in me with their whole heart, whole mind, and hear the word of the Lord, and be governed by the word of the Lord. I am granting insight into the times and the seasons in which my people live, I'm granting insight and wisdom for my people in the assignment for which they've been called to before the foundation of the earth. I'm granting insight in how to pray effective prayers. I'm granting insight in how to proceed in the toughest of circumstances. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm granting insight into the future so that my people can demonstrate my goodness even in the middle of adversity. I saw this large book with the title on the front of it described as wisdom. And the Lord says, I'm releasing great wisdom to my people and those who have ears to hear and eyes to see to be attentive. I believe that everything that God has called you to do should be marked with excellence, wisdom, and the mind of God. I've never yet to find the word mediocre in the Bible. I never have seen God speak to someone in Scripture and go, hey, I'm calling you to do this and I want you to be out middle of the road. I'm going to give you half the money you'll ever need to do it. But don't worry, I'm for you. Every time you see a man or woman of God called to a task in the earth, it was with with wisdom and insight that brought glory and honor to God. I don't know what you're called to do. I don't know what your assignment is. But there's a wisdom and there's a face of God that God wants to put on the routine things that you do. We get to... Celebrate the nature of God as believers in everything that we do. This is a year of supernatural harvest saw a huge plow being released from heaven with the release of this plow is there's a grace to obtain harvest that is my people's inheritance in in this season. Declare the lost in your families coming home and see them return. Declare my promises of giving the lost as your inheritance and see them come home. This is a year of supernatural harvest, not just the lost, And I even heard the Lord Lord say that the prodigals are coming home. This is a year of supernatural return on financial seeds that my children have sown. (coughs) Call in a return on the seeds you have sown in previous seasons and see more than an abundance in a manner which you have not known. This is a season that I'm unlocking supernatural abundance for my people in a manner in which they have not known. He who has ears to hear and eyes to see, I am opening my people's eyes so that they would not ever live in lack. just know that the Lord really wants the body of Christ to get the economic thing down. And there is, I believe with all my heart, a place of abundance for the people of God that we've yet to step into. If Jesus is the model, and Jesus never lacked, and then Jesus says this. First of all, I love the testimony that he, he asked. He questions him, because God is very practical. He's not distant from your circumstance. He's not distant from your debt. What he say to them? He said, when you left everything to follow me, did you lack anything? They go, no. Think about it. In one moment, they left their entire careers to follow Jesus. Don't ever believe that Jesus was poor. I mean, he's born... And the wise men start bringing gold and frankincense for him. Apparently, Mary and Joseph needed some money. He goes, did you lack anything? And they go, no, Jesus, we didn't lack anything. And then he says this. He's already died and ascended. He said, as my father is sending, has sent me, so... I send you. I live outside of Fayetteville, Fort Bragg. A lot of interaction with military men and women. Some come to the church I go to. When these guys are sent on a task, or sent, you're going to Afghanistan, you're going here. They don't go, how am I going to pay the plane ticket to get there? how am I going to pay for the bullets I need? How am I going to pay for this uniform? Why? Because they have this assurance that the sending government is going to take care of every part of what they need when they're on that assignment. And you, if you're in Christ, you're part of the sending government of heaven. Here's another thing that I've learned. God created your body a certain way. And one of the ways he created your body is that you would never have to worry about these things. That's why when people worry, when people fear, all sorts of sickness and disease comes upon them. God wants to be your total source of supply. Also, I still haven't read in Scripture where it says anyone's on a fixed income. I know it's cultural, it just doesn't say it in Scripture. Scripture. So I want to encourage you, get into God's system. I'm just going to say it because I'm leaving in about four hours. (laughs) Don't believe that religious propaganda, that tithing is not for today. Now it starts getting real quiet, I don't care. Uh Uh The gospel was preached to Abraham. And when the gospel was preached to Abraham and he was blessed, he gave a tithe because he connected the blessing of the Lord and he connected 10% of what he was given as an act of worship. He said, you've blessed me with more than enough, so here's my act of worship unto you. And the good news is, He rebukes the devourer over your stuff. And then that's just the beginning. Tithing just kind of gets going, and then it starts getting real fun. We go, God, what do you what do you want me to give? Ooh, Jesus, ooh, Jesus. remember years ago, and the Lord was still, still teaching me about this. He said to me, he said, if you don't trust me with the money that's in your hands, you'll never trust me with your destiny. Wow. That's right. mm-hmm. And what I've learned is, when I've learned to steward it in my personal life, what I've learned in my personal life applies to my ministry life and becomes a breakthrough for everyone I come into contact with. I encourage you to. Read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Take out any cultural lens and tell me it's not God's will to give you more than enough for every good work. Deuteronomy 28. Abraham, Isaac, Jesse, and Abner. Because I'm grafted into the promise. You think it's funny, but I believe it. We're not after stuff. We're after stuff that this is my goal, to be a resource house for the kingdom of God. That when, a, when something comes along my way that I know that I know that I either want to be a part of or God has called me to be a part of, yeah. I can't say I can't do it. Right. Yeah. I didn't plan on talking about this tonight. But I feel stronger the more I do about it. saying this. You don't have to live to the credit card be your God. You can trust God to never have a car payment anymore. You can trust God to never have a mortgage payment anymore. If He is the God of all the source, why do we need to go to banks? Not saying it's wrong to. I'm just saying that's the place where God wants to get us to. Yeah. Yeah. You know one thing I learned too? Jesus didn't die so I could make payments. I might start there. But he paid for the whole thing. So Telling you, some of you young people, you might be in a place now. You can get all your school debts paid off by trusting God. You shouldn't say Amen, but it's still true anyway. <laughs> Why should you be a slave to the world system for 25 years for a degree? Takes diligence though. Takes trust. Yeah. But it's fun. It's fun. Began 2017. I said, Lord, let's amp it up the giving. And he said, Yeah, let's do it. And he said, This is what we're gonna do. So, ooh. Yes, Lord. I just learned. I'm all in. Why argue with God? This is a season of divine promises. <coughs> I will release to my people in this season promises that are, anch- that are to anchor them in strategy, vision, and purpose for the next 20 to 25 years. See a cloud of promises God is releasing in the earth. These are promises are God's desire and hope, not only for his, for his people, but for the future of the planet of humanity I've given them as an inheritance. It's important to recognize this season of promises because the promises of God that he's releasing in this season are to shape and guide his people but also shape the history of the earth. My my people must have promises that govern them and guide them into the future. I think Kish touched on this earlier. This is a season to not lose hope. I'm releasing grace for my people to have hope restored in places of despair, heartache, and pain have settled in. This is a season of restored hope. This is a season to not grow weary in well-doing. For many have turned back from the ministry. <coughs> excuse me. And even the assignment that I've called them to. Because they could not see a manner to move ahead. Or provision had lacked or criticism have come. But I say to you, do not lose hope. And do not grow weary in well doing. Stand in the profession of your faith and see the goodness of God, and see the goodness of God manifest, and your mountain obey you. This will be a season of divine acceleration. I'm releasing grace to accelerate the assignments I've called my people to in this season. My children's hands will be hands of great multiplication in this season. Expand your thinking to not simply enough or what you can do with your own talents and strength, but see every work you're doing in my name and on my behalf. See it through the lens of grace and acceleration and multiplication. I am a God of grace. I am, in, I am the God of increase, and I want grace to abound and accelerate everything you're touching right now. My desire is to take some of my children from the dirt track to the racetrack to accelerate the purposes of God in their life and their calling. This is a season of divine manifestation for the body of Christ. I will suddenly manifest I wasn't thinking of this. I got this. But I'm just going to say it is what the Lord told me. I will suddenly manifest the church building. So many have been standing in faith for many years. I will suddenly manifest the financial overflow. Many have believed and contended for for many years in their lives. I will suddenly manifest children for my people who have been believing God. This is a season of divine manifestations of promises I have given my children, even ministries in the earth, 10 and 20 years ago. 2018 will be a year of divine manifestations of the purpose of God. It will be a fullness of time moment for many of my children. (laughs) If you would just lift your hands. I just see the promises of the Lord just falling in this room. The Lord says to the people in this community that this is a season of divine promise. This is a season of divine manifestation. This is a season to walk by faith and sight as never before. And the Lord says, You've gone on a wondrous path in the purpose of God for this house. But the Lord says, there is not a reference point for where I want to take the people of God in this room. I want to take you, the Lord says, into uncharted territory. I want to take you into places that could not be navigated except by my voice. And the Lord says, my hand of grace is upon you and my strength is upon you. To fulfill every good work that I've called you to fulfill. You are here, says the Lord, on divine assignment. You are here as watchmen sent in my midst. You are here to set the temperature in this city. You are here to release breakthrough. You are here to herald the beauty of my son. You are here to display my divine nature through the miraculous. You are here... To be a prophetic sign to this city of 24-hour and 24-hour a day, seven-day, seven days a week worship, you are here as a divine manifestation of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Did you receive that tonight? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Kish, I just see these three distinct promises that were so loud and clear to you and your wife, and you knew it was the Lord. And it knew it was part of your inheritance. And it felt like there was a season of pause on the promises of God. And that season of pause, the Lord uh, did not allow to go to waste. And there was a uh, deep work even that the Lord has done in your heart. But the Lord says, the season of the pause is over. And as I said that, I saw you step into new shoes. And the Lord says, it is now time to step back into some of the graces that were put on pause and to begin to see the manifestation of the promise of God. There's a songwriting anointing on your life. There's a grace to lead a movement of worshipers and creative types. There's a fathering grace on your life. There's a healing grace grace on your life. There's a dreaming grace on your life and the Lord says 2018 will be the year that I restore the promise to your life and I will reconnect you even with some relationships that were severed I'll reconnect you for the purpose of the advancement of the kingdom of God And I see your heart. Your heart is pure before the Lord. And the Lord says that I'm pleased with the positioning of your heart. I don't know what this means, but the Lord says, I'm unlocking you even tonight from the restrictions that you felt under. And as I said that, I saw a wind just being released to you. So I bless you and your ministry tonight. I bless you and your wife. I bless your beautiful children to walk out the purpose of God. Ben, God's hand is on your life, you and your wife's life. The Lord says that you are a young man of an excellent spirit. My hand of favor is upon you. And the Lord says, in the realm that I've called you in, many try and elbow their way and push their way to the top. But the Lord says, I wanna teach you, just like I taught Joseph, that it's my favor that unlocks every door into the purpose of God. And the Lord says, so I desire you to be patient and I desire you to allow my favor to work on its behalf. And the Lord says, because even when you didn't think that there was favor, there was great, great favor. And the Lord says, you are a man of favor. And the Lord says, you are in a uh, You're in a three-year window where the Lord is going deep in your heart and adjusting your mind and your heart. And the Lord says, you may not understand even the workings of my spirit in your life in this season, (coughs) but the Lord says as you step into the manifestation of certain promises that I've given you, you'll look back on this season and say, truly the Lord was kind to me to allow these things to go deep in my heart. And when I said that, I saw like this hammer going deep in your heart for the purpose of God, hammer of the character and the nature of God, the fruits of the Spirit. But even in the midst of that, the Lord says, I want to visit you as never before want to visit you in the night, even as I visited Solomon in the night. I want to release dreams to you in the night. And I want to even expand your thinking beyond the place that it's in. I'm pleased with you. There's like this angel of the Lord right behind you. It's got his hand on your head, and it's just releasing the fire of God on your head. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Come on. Did you receive something tonight? Yes. Hey, uh, should have said this before. Thanks for letting me come to your place, to minister. You. You got something out of tonight? I feel better. I told you I was going to give 100%. Why don't you just stand and just with your hands uplifted, just uh, just with the help of God, just say, Lord, I'm ready for what you have for me in this season. just think we're just supposed to worship for just a few moments let's just worship God let's put our eyes upon him thank you Lord I just uh just believe that we're supposed to do this prophetic act tonight we did it this morning but in some semblance but I want you to see yourself as you move out of your seat tonight and just step forward you stepping into a door and God is in that door and the negativity and the struggle, anything you've walked through, difficulty, that as you step through the door, there is grace to overcome that. And as you step through that door, even tonight, you're saying by the grace of God, I'm once again just presenting myself in this next year as a living sacrifice unto God. And there's a divine shift that's gonna happen in this room as we do that. And there's actually a release of the power of heaven as we do that together tonight.